Hola YouTube, my name is Ricardo Lino and I'm a wheel addict. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Out of the Box, this speed skating show. It's like, it's in fact, you don't, some of you might not know yet, but this is, or this is going to be your favorite speed skating show. Today I got uh, a good group. I have like a really strong group. We have four French stars and you are going to meet them right after the intro. So stay there. Hey guys, what's up? How are you doing? Hey, hello, Ricardo. <laughs> you ready? It seems like today being a world champion, it's not even a thing. I have so many world champions here with me. It's going to be... <laughs> I'm feeling already weird. So here's what I'm going to do. Instead of me making any presentation of any of you, it only makes sense that each one of you are going to tell us a little bit more about you. And I'm going to speak with someone that most of the people, especially who's watching this on YouTube might know. I'm going to, to start with someone that actually raced against me, but he never saw me because I was way too much in the back. Pascal, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit more about how you got into skating and why speed skating? Yeah, I started skating uh, in 83 actually. I was six years old and uh, doing some rink hockey and some, uh, some uh, quite skating racing. And then, uh, yeah, I followed the road like most of the guys here on the, this video. And um, I got world champion first time in 99 and last time in 2005. So and now I just do some uh, video on YouTube and work for Power Slide. Awesome. I know that there's a lot more into it and there's even other parts of skating that you dipped into but we will get there in a second now with vincent um i know that vincent is doing an amazing job but i want to ask him how did he got into what he's doing right now how did he why skating vincent how did you got into uh, skating and why you this why uh, because i am a professional uh, inline speed skating coach since uh, 22 years and uh, uh, in uh, 2016, I, uh, I passed a diploma degree in uh, analysis and expertise video. So uh, I want to promote and develop my uh, sport to do uh, analysis for, for all the world. Perfect. You, that, you know that that was actually one of the questions like that I was going to ask you, but I will I will still get there because we're going to talk a little bit more about your analysis, how you do them, if you have any team or all that. We will get there in a second, but just because we're doing a quick introduction with everyone, I'm going to Gwendal right away. Gwendal, it seems like you're fast. Huh? How did you got that fast? <laughs> uh, because of a uh, lot of uh, coaches, maybe. Uh, 
yeah, I started reading a long time ago. I was uh, two years old and then I continue and maybe I was too lazy to be a long distance skater. So I had to go fast. So maybe it comes <laughs> like this. That's a good excuse. I consider myself lazy sometimes, yeah. but I was never good at I was never good that fast. Now we have the total opposite. Are you not lazy at all? <laughs> This one goes to obviously to Nolan. Are you not lazy or why like long distance? Is it there? Let me see if he froze a little bit or not. Nolan, are you there? Can you hear us? Okay, I think Nolan was having a, some some technical problems with his internet speed, so we might wait a second to get back to him. And I'm gonna go straight to I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go straight to Vincent. Vincent, uh, Nolan, let us know when you can hear us, or then we go. Yes. We're gonna get back. To you. Okay, maybe it's good that if Nolan goes out of the chat and he can come back, and then we can just bring him back to the conversation. Vincent, uh, you were saying that you finished your graduation in analysis and you've been a speed skater. Was that, that's what, is that why your, your YouTube channel started in 20, 2017 and ever since you've been very consistent with what you're doing? And do you do it with a team or do you do it by all by yourself? How does no, that work? Um... I, um, I passed the diploma degree with my friends uh, Remy Hubert, who is a co-manager uh, at uh, Target Sports uh, Analysis with me. So we are two to do uh, to do the job. Okay. And, uh, and now is it? Yeah, go. Sorry, go ahead. And uh, Remy is uh, also uh, uh, in life skating coach. Uh, in the Beaumanoir de Dinan team, uh, the Beaumanoir de Dinan is uh, is in the five uh, five big uh, team uh, in France. Uh, so uh, I have a I have a very good uh, partner with me. That is awesome. But uh, the reason why I was questioning is because you're the one giving the face to the thing. Aren't you sometimes? I'm gonna stay with you for a bit. Aren't you sometimes? scared because when, when you're analyzing something sometimes you say something about some skaters that they might not enjoy but that's <laughs> that's part of the job so how do you do how do you deal with it uh it's not very simple uh, today uh today we do uh, a story foot or not foot And um, it's not very simple because uh, we don't want to we don't want to afraid the skater, but uh, we must do we must do a job. So we must uh, we must uh, be uh, critical uh, and uh, and just for every every skater. So I think. Uh, Analysis uh, video, it's uh, it's uh, it's in the details, and if you want to if if you want to hide performance, you must you must uh, be in the details. So I think it's uh, help for all the skater and for all the high level skater. Yes, if you want to progress, uh, yes. 
I fully agree with you. You need to learn how to take sometimes the critics because the critics is what's going to make the skaters better. Yes. Sometimes you guys pointing something that no one ever did will only make them better. But the reason why I was asking, it's you know what I'm saying. Like you put yourself in a situation that you are the one pointing someone that finger. So sometimes it might not be that easy for some people to to see it or to hear it, especially when it's when it's online. But nowadays everything, I guess everything is online. Is is the YouTube the only platform that you guys are using for it or in what other platforms can anyone watching these um, follow your project? Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And okay. we and, and we do job uh, we do job with uh, with a team and with uh, with a skater by uh, by mail and with uh, target uh, coaching. Okay, so if someone from any other country, which is not from France, wants to hire your services, would they be able to hire your services to get better at what they do? Yes. Is that a... Yes, okay. they can. That is awesome. Perfect. Very, very good. <laughs> okay. <you>. Now, <laughs> you're welcome. Now, we have a YouTube channel too, which is... It has a lot of analysis, but it's also very different. And it's something that has been changing a lot over the couple of over the last few years since it started i first met this new role of pascal about three years ago at ispo and ever since you've been your life changed completely you went from working for the french federation to working with a skate brand that it's actually one of the top brands on what we do why yeah, it was a, a good opportunity to change and uh, I have been working for the French Federation with pleasure for already uh, 19 years. Basically, it was the, the job I dreamed to do uh, all my life. But uh, I think it was time to, uh, to do something else also. And, uh, and I had this opportunity, Mathias, uh, the, the boss from Slide, he asked me if I could, uh, could uh, work with them. And uh, I wanted to get some responsibility in my work and not only uh, be like uh, accessories in some way so yeah here i have some responsibility i have some nice project that i can run and then uh that was one of the big points why i change uh, to power site for the moment yeah so I guess, it's a I very exciting the... and uh it's uh, every day is a challenge and everything is full speed working with people going full speed which was already the case uh, with the french federation i mean there was always a a good group of people and I was working a lot, especially with Vincent also. We had some uh, cool uh, cool uh, moment in the national team for the junior. So yeah, that's, that's just for me dream life. When I was at the Federation it was all amazing. And when it's with Power Slide, it's also amazing every day. So I'm living the dream. Yeah, I can, I can somehow relate with what you're saying, because for me, I used to work with Power Slide. Nowadays, I don't, but it, we sometimes need to make changes to be able to be related to the sport that it's really our passion and you made your decisions something that is interesting was i remember last year when you were still working with power slide we met at the berlin marathon we were talking about the possibility of making maybe a podcast or something like that and back then you said i would love to do it but there are some things that working with the with the fed with the 
with the French Federation wouldn't allow me to do because I need to be more close to that group. Nowadays, are you more open to all those type of projects? Yeah, of course, because uh, yeah, when you work for a federation, uh, there is some topics you cannot speak or you have to uh, to protect some knowledge that has to be exclusive for the federation, especially when you have some uh, work with the national team. But uh, I'm also uh, I also like a lot to share a lot of information uh, to the world. Uh, that's also why I do video on YouTube and things like this. So being uh, at Power Slide at the moment and also in a different situation, I, I'm much more free to do a lot of different projects. So uh, that's that's really cool. I really love it. Awesome. Okay, I'm gonna go to someone which is none of you guys, but I'm going to have with I'm going to have a question for Gwendol, which is straight to the race. How does it come that you cross your feet so good for both sides? How can you do that on a final on a 500 meter race? Because most of the skaters, yeah. they they're very good one way, but when it comes to the other side, they're horrible. And you just was that a risk for you to cross both your feet, both sides, or is it just something that you do since forever? No, I mean, I, I started I started skating like a long time ago, so it was just uh, something just natural for me. Uh, yeah, you know. And about the story about this crossing opposite side, uh, like one month before we were in the training camp with the national team, and uh, we were doing 500 meters uh, with the with the team. And uh, one of uh, these, uh, one of these 500 meters, I, I, I did this the same, the the, the crossing opposite side, and uh, I was so happy doing it. And then I don't know how how it happened, but on the final, I, I did exactly the same. And right away after the race, I won in the world championship. I went straight to Alain, the, the national coach at that time, and uh, I said, "Did you see that? Exactly the same that I did in the, in the training camp." <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just, it came like so naturally, just because, yeah, I started skating like a long time ago and I mean, I can do whatever I want on skates. I'm really, it's, it's all natural for me. It's just, uh, uh, yeah, it's easy for me. I don't know how I can explain, but just, uh, yeah, I can do whatever I want on skates. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna need to leave you a challenge. You know that I work mainly with social media, so I'm going to need to leave you a challenge and this might actually be something good for the rest of the speed skaters out there during these COVID times. Have you ever tried to do 500 meters all the other way, like crossing the wrong side and trying to time it? Maybe that could be yeah. a challenge to start on social media for, between <laughs> skaters, like the high yeah, level yeah, skaters. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that could be, be a great challenge. Yeah. <laughs> now exactly. let's see, Nolan. Can you hear us? Yeah, that that's look better. Sometimes he's not working. Ah, so no, it's good. Now we got you the back. So now... and... Perfect. But that's okay. I'm here. You... Now, now you're back from the salas. Okay, so we skipped the introduction, but we're getting back into it. Um. So Wendell was saying that he's maybe a little bit lazy and that's why he got into <laughs> to short distance. Is that you're not lazy the reason for you to get into mainly long distance or why long distance? And before that, why speed uh, scale? Yeah, long distance because I'm better on it. I, 
don't go fast as him uh, in a shorter distance. I can be fast, but only after uh, a hard race or hard long session. I can be fast at the end of the race, but not uh, not when I am um, I'm rare and uh, for when it's too short. It's not not for me. And I prefer when it's hard, like in marathon with a lot of attack and everything. I like the 500. It's a distance, but I like when I race the national, but not uh, not to play in the, in a, in a sprinter with the sprinter of the of the world. I cannot do nothing against uh, against them. Uh, I'm gonna have to doubt about you can't do nothing, but maybe not to be in the first place. I would believe that. But <laughs> anyway, before I go to the to the second question to you, Nolan, let me just tell everyone watching this at home who's watching this live, please drop us your questions in the comments. There's a live chat right now, and we want to bring your questions into this conversation that we're having here. So if you have any questions, please drop us a question now. Straight to Nolan again. Do you train? I mean, like, what do you train to be so smart with the way that you race? Because that's the question that everyone has. Like, how? What do you do? What? I, I don't know. Because I, when I was a kid, I was always playing to do the the best result or the best thing the, to give my best but to do the less, to be lazy in my performance. <laughs> Just the, the, my, 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 yeah, my, 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 my idea at the beginning is to do, is to do, uh, to have the same result, but to do less effort and to be, to go shorter, not go like this and go directly. And I was always, uh, always thinking, oh, if I do there, I can work, but maybe it's maybe more smarter to do that now and I was uh, is a problem for me now but I was always looking everywhere not in the front all the time when I was driving my car I was more looking the uh, everywhere on the road sometimes but yeah maybe I yeah like play with all the the, the, the people that's one of the, the the part what I like when I race uh, long distance Awesome. So you're always aware. So you're always aware of everything and try to do the less effort you can. And by, by yeah. being in the, the best position, you end up using that and keep the energy, like you said, for the end of the race. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my <laughs> uh, one uh, teacher of mathematics said me, uh, for one of the exercise said me, you have to be lazy as much as possible for this ex kind of exercise. And I keep it, and I try to do it all the time during my all studying life, but it's not working. And uh, that's my, that's why I, that's my way to to do the long distance races. That's awesome. If there's any, if there's any beginner or intermediate um, speed skater, I'm gonna give an advice, but I'm gonna ask you to complement my advice. So usually, what I say when it comes to to racing a marathon, as an example, I always tell them the most important thing is how they are located in the in the pack. If they get too too much in the back, it's just like an accordion, you know, the like a spring. If you're in the back, you're always like this. If you're in the first couple of positions, you end up having the pack push you, and you can be lazy, like you're saying. But if you're in the front, 
it's also not the best position. What type of advice would, to would you give to someone who's starting to do their first marathon, other than the pack or the, the position in the pack, what type of advice would you give them? Can you hear us? Just, no? uh, just follow the train. Don't uh, uh, don't worry if you are maybe the 50th yeah, position. Don't worry. Somebody will go in front for you. Just follow him. And they will come and go and go and go. And just waiting. <laughs> it's about knowing how to wait and being lazy. It seems like. Now, to someone like um like vincent sorry i've been calling vincent yeah. but i should be saying vincent for someone like vincent, vincent what type of advice is as someone that does analysis what type of advice would you give to someone doing such a, a long distance race is there any i think the the position is very very important in our sport because uh, if you want to be efficiently, you must uh, you must have a good position in your when you skate, and uh, the same as uh, Nolan, uh, you must be in the pack and very very near uh, from the other skater and be smart to uh, to change the line to. Uh, to uh, to search the economy, I think it's uh, is the best way uh, to be uh, to be uh, efficiently. Good. And so you're saying that the position that they are in the pack is very important. What about the the um, team, the rest of the team? If they have a, if they have a team, is that important? The position um, of your technique, technical, technical, in fact, technical position, because uh, when you when you begin uh, in our sport, uh, often you are you don't have the good position. If you don't have the good position, you can skate. Uh, you can skate uh, efficiently. I make for me to buzz. Okay. Now I got a question here from Antops. What's the best and the worst thing about racing in a pack, uh, either on track and on the road? And I'm going to ask that to to Pascal. Yeah. For me, the the best things in the pack is like it's uh, you need the skills, the agility on skates, and and when you get this uh, agility on your skate and you're in the pack, then you you become like Nolan and you can just play in the group and I mean when he raced an elimination it's it's almost like he's playing with the other to save his energy and things like this and when you get this feeling in the group it's really amazing it's uh, it's super playful actually from the outside some people will always say like it's a bit kind of dangerous or we put us in a risk situation but from inside when you're good on your skate when you can cross both sides like Nolan explained like uh, Gwendal tell I mean, it's just a, it's, it becomes just a game in the pack, and it's 
for me that's the best thing is happening in the pack playing with the other skater try to to save some energy this is this is the best the walls oh, i don't see so much uh, worse situation beside uh, uh, having some crash but uh, we can crash alone also so basically no i, I don't see any I see more worse situation now that I'm much more less fit than before. I'm more at the back of the park of the pack, and uh, it's it's much harder. So it's just the worst part is when you have to follow good skater like Nolan or Gwendal or Felix. Then it make it make uh, the life much harder. But uh, yeah, uh, still most of the pleasure is being able to move, change line, take the draft of all the skater, follow the same step. And this is the, the things I love to do in the pack for sure. Awesome. Now, I'm going to mix your question, the question that you were just answering, with a question from Gonzalo Abreu that goes to Gwendol. And I'm going to also ask something else to Gwendol, which is somehow connected to this. So Gonzalo is asking to Gwendol, which was the world's winning race, like one of those times that you won the world title that gives you the, the most enjoyment and why but with this question i'm going to ask you why do you like to go from the back of the pack in such short distances like the 500 meters why do you like to go from the back to the front it, it's somehow related with what pascal was saying so i'm going to let you answer all of this <laughs> yeah sure um we we could say that like all athletes would say that the, the best world title they got is the first one. But I guess for me it's different because when I won the first world title, I mean, I knew that I could win, but I was not ready to win. You know, I was on the starting line and I was like, okay, maybe I can win, but I was not ready for that. I think my the one... Uh, my favorite, my favorite one was the the thousand meter in R2 because I was on the line and I knew that I was going to win. That it was for sure because yeah, it was something like I don't know. It's something that I could not explain. And after I, I passed the line, I crossed the line. It was really, really short with uh, Pedro Cosil from Colombia, but. I, I felt that it was this one was for me because I start for this one. I was for the first place, not the second place. So, yeah, that was my favorite, uh, my favorite world title. It's this one, the the one, uh, the thousand meters uh, in R2. Yeah, and after awesome. about the racing from the back, it just yeah, and 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 about the racing from the back, it's just because I I I, I do I do speed skating just for fun. I mean in. That's 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 me, you know. I, I like to do some pass cross uh, opposite side, and just yeah. For me, it's just uh, racing from the front. It's just is that the way you have to race for winning for win? But for me, it makes sense to to make pass. You know, if you you from the back and you make passes with crossing opposite sides. After that, everybody re will remember that once you did that and that's too fantastic. You know, when you make some passes, it makes the, the sports like incredible. And I, I think more people should race like this because now with the Vesmaco track, all people, they are racing from the front and they are rolling so fast. And there is so, not so much people, skaters that can pass. So yeah, that makes sense for me to 
to to race from the back and uh, and use the mic mic to pass everybody. <laughs> and it's a, it's actually, I don't know about you if that's the reason why, but like when you're in front, you're somehow just defending your title. But when you're going from the back, you want to get there, and the motivation might be extra too. Yeah, I don't know exactly. If that's you, want, you you <laughs> yeah. That's exactly exactly that. Yeah, you you have the the guy in front of you, and just you just want to to I mean to kill him. You know, you want to you want to pass him uh, as fast as you can. So yeah, for me that's that makes more sense to pass than just to 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 go in front and uh, skate as fast as you can. Yeah, for sure. If you want to win races, you have to to race like that. But that's that's not that's not my style. That's. A- there was a race that I remember from Pascal. It was, for, I don't know if it was one of his first European titles, but it was in the around 97, 98. I don't know if it was in Italy or in France, in the track that you were European champion with a race that you had almost like half a, a curve behind on the last lap and you, and you ended up winning just like that. I don't know if you remember that race. Do you remember that race? Uh, not sure. I'm not sure which Maybe one. Maybe one too many. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't know. But, no, no, I, I understand also, like what Gwendal say. Uh, sometimes when we race behind, also it's because we suck at the start. And uh, if we if we could start better, sometimes it would make our life easier. And uh, I got some problem with uh, the start sometime also when I, I was at it. I was very similar style as Gwendal. And uh, I think we had uh, quite of the same quality, and that's one of the reasons I, I love to see him skate also. Because uh, every time I see him race, it's like he make uh, me realize my races. So that's for me, it's always cool. But uh, I'm sure, yeah, he like to go behind. But I think he would like also to win some starts to make his life easier, maybe in 500. So I guess you're also training your start, Gwendal, to to make this life easier, maybe. Maybe Vincent can tell a bit about this. I see him smile uh, a bit also. Okay, Vincent, what, what's what's your as someone that does the racing analysis, including the race that Gwendal was actually talking? I think we've seen one like the analysis of the race that he was talking. Um, what's your yes. view on this? Uh, it's uh, complicated for me because. Uh, uh, I was a uh, coach of uh, Gwendal and Nolan when uh, Gwendal and Nolan were, was, uh, were young because uh, I, am, uh, I am coach in Brittany and Nolan and uh, Gwendal uh, grew up with me uh, when, they, when they were junior and uh, I am fight with uh, Gwendal because I think if you are, if you are, uh, if you are, if you are too far it's very, very difficult to overtake the other, other skaters. So I think uh, with, uh, with the Vespa track and the track uh, wasn't parabolic, you must, uh, you must uh, start first. Okay. Now let's see what, what, what the other... We have a question here from Adriano and let's see what's your view on the today's almost exclusive on this macro tracks did it look uh, did it took out some technical skill looking back was good or bad to our sport remember three pistes and three different tracks and the excitement and the excitement it was i can i can make this question to nolan 
Yeah, for me, I prefer the the classic track, uh, if you if we can say that like that, like in France. But uh, for sure, sometimes Vesmaco is good because uh, they increase the speed. The physically is more, he can be more hard. But for sure, for the for the show, it's better to have some uh, difficult things in the track, not like all the track. But I remember the 2012 uh, World Champs in Ascoli. It was a, uh, it was incredible because it was a Vesmaco and parabolic track, and they make it uh, more spectacular for for the race. We can, yeah, the, the final of uh, Gwendal with Munoz, Kozil and Matias Schwarz is always uh, unbelievable to, to to watch this race because they are. Five, six, six over over passing from from Gwendal, Munio, Kozil, uh, and and Schwarz. They pass every rare. They try every time, and I make it more more beautiful for sure. That's I prefer that. But that's a game now. It, it's changing. I hope with uh, with the, the according of the World Cup to do uh, some World Champs in a in a in parabolic track. I I wait in the next World Champs in parabolic track. Okay, <laughs> and and to to Wendell, what's your view on the the Vesmaco tracks? Yeah, for me, for me the the problem is not Vesmaco track. Yeah, for me it's the yeah that's the, the Nolan uh, classic track make make no sense for our sports definitely not uh, because nobody can pass uh, you if you put the uh, the fastest guy in front on the 500 meters in Geisingen, then after nobody can pass. So for me, it makes it make no sense for our sport. For me, the, the last track uh, were good for, for our sport was uh, definitely Ascoli in Italia. Uh, the, the, the races were like way more fun and way more spectacular. So yeah, for me, Vesmaco is not the problem. The, I don't know how to, to say that, but the, the position of the track. Classic track is it, it's definitely not good for our sports. Okay. Now we had a question here about the 100 meters. Someone was telling, was asking us, what position would you prefer to be on each lap on the on the 1,000 meters? Like when you do when you do the 1,000 meters, what's the position that you want to be on each lap? Yeah, the the, the best position it's the second place for sure that's the best position but a race it's always 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 different so you have to analyze lap after lap what is your position and what's the best move you have to do to to make uh, to make your race uh, going better but for sure the, if i have to choose right now for the next world championship uh, where i want to be for the first second third and fourth lap uh, for sure i want to be second now that everyone is talking so good about the Vesmaco tracks, I need to make a question to Pascal. What about Barcelona? What about the last? <laughs> what about the last World Championships track? Yeah, <laughs> no, I think we all all agree on this. The, like Gwendal say, like Nolan say, Vesmaco is not the problem. It's not the problem. The problem is the shape of the track. And if we want some passing, and this is what we want, we want to be able to pass. It's the shape of the track, so we want to have hills. So I don't know what happened when they designed the track last last few years, but they forget to put the hills at the beginning and out of the corner. They only put the hills in the 
in the middle of the corner where nobody will use them. So they, they could make the same track as now, but if they keep the hills at the entry and out of the corner, we, we would be able to pass. We would be a multi-line track like, a, like it was built before, basically. But of course, in our sport, the, the, the best is for sure a parabolic track. Like as soon as we have parabolic track, every corner, every entry of the corner, every, every moment on the track, you have to think where the other will go, what trajectory they will take. And it makes the game so much more intense for the spectators because till the last moment, you don't know who's gonna win. And for the skater also, because then it's so much more playful. You can, you can have three different lines to be able to get the win or to pass any skater. So, so for sure, a parabolic track is just the, the dream things. And, and, and there are different kind of parabolic, like Ascoli was one shape, but uh, if you go in Valence d'Agen or Guillaume Mestras, you also have some uh, amazing different lines. I remember a thousand meter in Trappist with uh, Diogo, with Wendal and so on. Yeah, it's just so cool races. But uh, so, yeah, let's go back. Let's keep the Vesmaco so we can go fast, we can push, and let's bring some hills somewhere on the track on a parabolic just now now actually the world skate they bring back the parabolics korea is, is building some parabolic track and different countries are, are doing this also so still some work because i get I, i'm seeing they still make it too wide and if they make it the track too wide then the parabolic is not very useful uh, if you look at the US olympic in argentina i think the track was like seven meters but then when you go on the parabolic, the distance is too long. So it's, it's very difficult to find the right, the right ratio between the bank of the track and the wide of the track. So there was a lot of knowledge with the quad skate. And when we switched to big wheels, to dual density wheels, to Vesmaco, probably we need to bring more technical people to rethink how to make the track uh, uh, interesting again. Awesome. And I'm going to stay with you in the next question. We had a question from Peter to say that is, he's actually asking about wheels. But before me reading that question and before we go into his question, I'm also going to ask someone something else, which is you work for a brand that makes some, some track specific wheels that were actually used last weekend for the world hour record. Can you tell us a little bit more about those wheels and if they are really that effective when you turn to the left? And then the question from Peter is, um, what is your view about training high speed with fast wheels on a fast track with fast wheels versus lower speed, um, for example, slow track with slow wheels at the same, the same effort? Okay, so first question, there are many uh, good wheels on track, but uh, also the, every track can be a bit specific. So if you go on Vesmaco, some wheels can be good. If you go on asphalt track, some other wheels are good. If you go on a Vesmaco track like last year in Barcelona, some other wheels are good. So what's still important is that on every track, you need to test every wheels. So I'm not telling one brand is good or another is bad. Like every track, every good skater, they need to test every wheels to make sure that they choose the best wheel. So Felix, for the record, he chose the Propel because he wanted to, to invest in the quality of his corner. He, he really worked out like uh, to reach 200 laps, which he did. And uh, so it was 400 corners. So he wanted to give priority to the corner and, uh, and he, he chose the Propel because of this. And if you see the tactic, 
he starts super regular race and when he starts to be tired, he really builds the speed in the corner and almost roll in the straight line. So he really invests and uses all the propel effect uh, for this event. And the second question, uh, I already forget <laughs> what it was. Uh, well, let's read it again. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a view with training high speed, fast track with fast wheels versus lower speed, slow track with slow wheels? I don't really understand a lot. Yeah, it's questions. like, of course, when you train at high speed, uh, it's it's helping uh, a lot in the training. And uh, that's why, for example, when I was training, I was always putting a lot of quality, especially when I had to train for World Championship, I was trying to go as fast as I can. I, I put priority to the quality and the high speed compared to the quantity, which would bring a little lower speed. So it's already what, what people are doing now with high and low intensity training. But for the sprinter, you have to train to go fast. So if you train on a fast track, that's an advantage compared to, uh, to going on a slow track. Uh, just for the feeling, if you train on a slow track and you go to World Championship and then you will be uh, one second faster in the lap, your feeling in the corner will be different. So you will get in trouble. But if you train, for example, in Geisingen and you are used to make lap time of uh, 15 seconds, then when you go at a 16 second lap time in a track, you feel much more comfortable. So yeah, for me, I always give priority of going fast, full speed and highest speed as possible. We are racers, we are competitors and we just want to go fast. Okay, we have, we have a, another question here, but before going to that question, I'm going to have another question and this one, I'm going to actually keep it for all the athletes and also for, for Vansa. And I'm actually going to start with Vansa. Like I've seen that most of you today have some sort of branding. I see Pascal with Power Slide. I see Nolan with EO. I see Vincent with his own branding in the back. And it doesn't really matter with what brand you are at the moment. But my question here is actually, how much influence does the sponsors that you might have actually influence on the way that you choose your wheels? Because sometimes if you imagine, if you're connected to, to to matter or if you're connected to any other wheel brand, are you going to need to use those wheels even if you know that they might not be the best wheel for that? And the question for Vansan for is how, how does he deal with it? Do you have any skaters on your team that need to use certain type of wheels and they know that it's not as good? How do you go around it as a coach? <clears throat> um, hmm. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am a lucky guy because uh, because my skaters are young, so uh, so they are not very famous uh, at the time. Uh, the sponsor uh, um, lets them choose uh, choose the best uh, the best wheel for the European Championship or for the World Championship, so they can change and don't use uh, the sponsor with. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, but but um, uh, I think on the track, uh, at this moment, MPC and Bond uh, have a little advantage, I think, uh, with that term. you mean? But, 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 uh, uh, I know that uh, Pascal works uh, very, very hard, 
and uh, and I think uh, Master Wheels uh, can uh, develop and grow up very 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 fast and maybe uh, in twenty twenty one the best wheels in in on track uh, maybe uh, is uh, Master Wheels. So okay. So let, awesome. Let's awesome that he said it because the question goes exactly to Pascal after. Because I know for someone that doesn't know, Pascal is actually now in charge of the, the speed skating for project for Power Slide. So as someone with that role that came to actually cover the position of someone that actually did an amazing job, we all know Scott did an amazing job. And we actually said it on the last show with the German team. What is your position if your skater wants to use a wheel? And as Van Sun just said, like there might be an advantage on another wheel, but we have someone, they, they all want to be world champion, but the, if the, the wheel could be a disadvantage, would you be okay for one of your skaters not to use the wheel? I, I don't know. I, I've never been in that position, so I don't really know. It's a question. No, Ricardo, the, the answer is super easy. Like we love to skate, we love to go fast and, and whoever coach or brand or anything we, we have to let the skater have the fastest material at the moment they train all year long to get the best in the world so there is no reason that they don't get this opportunity i mean we have the chance to have some choice in material mpc is very good matter is very good Monte is very good eo skate is very good brands and as it's a competition also between the brand and between the skater i know i know and uh, it's a world championship in Barcelona. The code wise was amazing in the year before. Maybe the MPC was better. So we have to let the skater use what they feel the best for. Sponsoring has changed uh, compared to in my years or even 10 years ago. Now, when you want a sponsor skater, you don't want only a guy who can win with your material. You also because one day or another, there is another brand who will be faster. What you want from a sponsor skater that is able to help you to give you feedback to make your product better. So this is, for example, what Felix is super amazing for. He, he can test. He's the, always the first one to test to give feedback, and this is what the, the make the products go faster and faster. So yeah, and then when it's the moment to use the best material, they have to use the best material. So for sure, well, sometimes you can have a skater from Power Slide team using some MPC in some race, or you can have skater from uh, AO Skate using some bond wheels in some race. And it's all fine. They, they win, they deserve this right. But uh, they also do some uh, background job. They give some information to their brand to make their product better. And I think at PowerSide, we respect this. And uh, we love to see the every people give their best at the right moment. That is amazing. It's amazing to hear that from you, because for someone that listened to this, if someone have a certain idea, this is very important. So thank you for that. And, and to Gwendol, what would be your wheel choice at the moment if you had to race again in, in Barcelona? Yeah. That was really complicated uh, the last uh, the last season uh, about the, with the World Championship because the track was completely uh, let's say fucked up and huh? that's that's exactly the the what you call this kind of track. So yeah, we we tried to to use the all, all the wheels. Uh, I tried the MPC for sure. I tried the, the MPC the the bolt. I tried also the MPC. I tried the the matter. 
and also the Labeda I tried. So, but no, no one was was working. The only one, the only wheels working was the the matter working. I say working. Okay. okay. Yeah, but for the like, <laughs> a wheels, a normal wheels. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. So something completely different. So the what I have the chance with uh, with bones that if the wheels is sometimes better they let us use something else because they know that the the performance for us it's really important we train all year to make results okay so if the if the wheels is not the best for sure they let us use the matter or some the, the best matter we can use to to make the win and the wheels it's the sometimes problem like the last season so yeah <laughs> That is awesome. It's good. Now let's see from the other company that we got here, which is EO with Nolan. Nolan, uh, what is from your sponsorship? What is the position of your sponsor when it comes to that? Are you always? Do you always need to go to certain wheels or? No. Uh, yeah, we have to do the job during the, all the season because uh, because it's the rules. For some race, they are important, but less important than World Champ or European Championship. But for sure, at the World Champ, when is the the event of the year? You prepare for that and. You don't for me my my way i don't care not i don't care but i want to be sure of my wheels and if i wear another brand of wheels i will it i will do it because it's more important to to be good uh, and aware with myself than the than the sponsor but behind the sponsor i agree too because they will use if you win with another brand the year after everybody will forget that to win with matter wheels or, or or other brand of wheels then that's bad that's good for for the brand too uh, you win yeah you uh, you win in matter for me for example yeah you win in matter i don't know yeah we don't care because the after the winter of the next season everybody will forget because you okay. will wear uh, maybe a rainbow jersey or you will have a podium or everything and the, the brand will use it and and they, they, they don't care about the wheels but after for sure we have to, to change with the brand to 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 make a, a better wheels after to work on it yeah I, full, I, I guess I fully understand from the marketing point of view from a brand it's more important to grow their skaters even whatever material they use that then they can also use to promote their gear now again for Nolan um, we have a question here in the European Championships in the 10K race, how did it feel to help your teammate Ewan Fernandez to win the race? <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, few years ago I was not uh, yeah I was not able to win a race. I was not uh, able to to be a leader in the in the national team. Then I was uh, I was helping the, the the leader and the leader was Ewan. Uh, when you are a teammate, it's always good to to see your your leader win because they, it's mean you work good and you work for the team and the team win. You don't have the medals or the title after, but you know in your mind and you know uh, with your teammates uh, during the race that you make it the job and they, they, at the moment they give you satisfaction. And that I that I remember about this race. It was the 10k in in. in in Netherlands in Erd in European Champs and there was a, a title that they don't have. They was uh, the only one to have 
only one European title for Ewen and there was uh, good memories. Even if it was strong and it was normal to win, but we helped him and yeah, maybe it's not writing in the in the book that uh, the teammate was uh, Joris and me, but that's okay. That's that's the game when you are teammates. You work for your leader, and when he's winning, you are a part of winning, not the medal, but you work. It's a it's a good uh, good uh, experience for the the year after. Good, awesome. <laughs> we have a question here from Jay Allen Elaine Ferry. He's asking. Um, if there's any tracks that support both cycling and skating. I do know about some tracks that used to be done back in the past where they used to make an inline skating track inside and then on the outside they would have a, a, a bike track. I know one at least in South Africa, there might be more. The I'm going to make the question maybe to Pascal because I know that he's been traveling a lot all over the years. Have you seen a lot of these, Pascal, or it's something that is not that common nowadays? Oh, it's not common nowadays, but uh, I think there is two parts in the question. I think uh, uh, he's asking if we can race on a cycling track. And if it's this, no, for sure, the, the cycling track, they have too much banked. Uh, we can skate on it, but we cannot race and it doesn't work. But uh, we know some track, like in South Africa, like in Perth in Australia, like uh, in some place in Colombia or Venezuela, in the inside part of the track, they built an inline track. So at the, on the exactly. same area, you have the cycling track and the inline track, but uh, the cyclists cannot race on the inline track and, uh, oops, sorry, and the inline track uh, and, and the other way around doesn't work. So it makes it cool, actually. Uh, my first World Championship in 95 in Perth, you arrive in a nice stadium uh, with a cool roof and there is a cycling track around and the inline track in the middle that's quite a nice structure actually okay it's it's a it's a good way it's actually a good way to optimize space if you think about it yeah, yeah. it could be a good way to optimize space but and, yeah <laughs> and but sometimes the, the size of the track doesn't work good also like he's asking if a 150 meters uh, track would work it's would be too short. I mean, you can do races for kids, but not like big, big races. Uh, we had some track that are still working with parabolic with 166 meter long that are still nice to race if there is at least or if it's 6.5 meter wide, then you can have some cool racing on them. But still at the moment, uh, 200 meters track with 6.5 meter wide would still be the best, I think. Yeah, you won't see the, the highest speeds there. We got a question here, let me see. How to prepare yourself mentally before going for a competition that it's, and what is the right approach? How to handle the pressure? I'm gonna go to, to Gwendol and let this question be for Gwendol because it seems like he's one of those in, in the pick. So, <laughs> Gwendol. Yeah, How to prepare yourself mentally? It's always some, something yeah it's always something uh, complicated uh, you have to find your way to to do it uh, before i was more like uh, i want to i want to win i want to i want to kill them i want to you know in the i mean never sport uh, like aggressive and that was not my way uh, now i'm more like relaxed and, and i and i go i say okay this this race is for me I trained for that. Now let's have fun. So that's that's how I uh, I go on the race now. It's uh, to prepare mentally. I just 
I say, okay, I work all the year for this race. This race is mine. Now let's do the job and let's have fun. Four. <laughs> Good. And now we gotta, <laughs> it does make sense what you're saying. It's like you train your whole, you, the whole year for it. When it comes to time, all you can think of is like, let me enjoy what I've been training for. So it makes total sense. Now we got another question to Nolan, exactly. which is, <laughs> Nolan, in any long races, when the pack is going to uh, attack, 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 how do you keep yourself in, in, a in a recovering and not attacking every time and being in the same elite pack? I mean, it's like when there's a lot of people trying to go, how do you choose to which one you got? You're trying to go or not? Yeah, most of the time we race with the team. Uh, most of the time uh, we, I cannot go uh, at every attacks. Uh, if they are attacks every uh, 500 meters, I can, I can do it. I'm not a monster. But with the team, normally you can take one, one to the three attacks. I take one or two, and the over take one and everything. That's how it's working in the marathon now with the team. But sometimes when you see people who is going away, you try to 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 evaluate uh, as fast as you can if it's dangerous, if it's a uh, go now, or if it's he will die alone, or maybe for example if uh, one attack uh, 200 before they come back to the pack and they attack again, I will not go because for sure he's dying. They were they was already attacking. Uh, 1k before maybe it's less dangerous than uh, than his first attack but it's just some tactical things they have they have to know you have to know when you start the race but it's uh, it's about the formation of uh, of human skater you have to evaluate if uh, it's dangerous for you or not for example if i have a teammate i have nothing to do if they are no teammate or for example the marathon the world champ if they are no team friends yeah, maybe we have to go, but I have to go and not bring back some people from the other country. It's, I, I know a lot of things about the marathon. Uh, I know a lot of things I, uh, at the start of the race against uh, who I'm racing. And after that, if there are attack of some people, maybe I move, maybe I not move. I just yeah, watching and, uh, and see to what is the best to do. But they change every weekend. They change. <laughs> it's no nothing, nothing fixed. And for someone like Vincent, as a coach, how do you choose <clears throat> who's the one that it's going when those attacks happen, and how do you choose who's not going? How do you choose your captain leader, your team leader? Right. You must uh, you must know the the advantage and the default of all your skater. So so uh, so you work uh, you work your tactics with uh, with uh, skater for for um, the skater uh, must be um, must be um, active. Comment tu dis, Pascal? Active. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be the same. 
must be uh, active in the in this in this strategy because um, all the all the skater are one goal the team victory so you must engage engage all the skater for one goal for one tactics but maybe uh, if uh, if the race uh, Finish by a sprint. You are one or two sprinter. You can can win the race. If the race uh, is um, is an échappé broadcast, breakaway. Breakaway. Uh, you have one, two, three uh, skater can win. So um, you. Uh, you begin the we, you begin the race with a with a strategy plan, but the race is uh, is in a, in a in a move uh, in a, it's a very very complicated. So you must have a smart smart uh, smart uh, skater as Nolan and as Wendell to have a feeling in the race and uh, and choose a good uh, decision at the good moment. Uh, uh, we have not, uh, we have not oriented uh, uh, as the same in cycling. So we have to have a feeling. We have to have uh, to to do the good choice. So uh, you must have uh, you must have a smart skater and uh, intelligent skater. I think okay, it's so uh, it's- the best. Okay. Basically, you think that the, the races are obviously usually way too unpredictable for you to tell yes. you to do that, but you can work with people to give them the tools for them to know how to act depending on what happens. Something yes. like this, right? Yes. In uh, with uh, target, we we do uh, we do uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, data in. Uh, in a race uh, points marathon elimination race to know the different uh, strategy of the opponent so uh, the skater that we coach can um, can uh, adaptively uh, his strategy with uh, with uh, with the tools uh, with the tools they have Perfect. Talking about the tools they have. Talking about the tools they have. Someone is making a question to Pascal, and they're asking Pascal to speak a little bit about the Trinity Mount. And I'm going to let him talk, and then I'm going to make another question about the Trinity for him. Yeah, but I'm okay. going to let. Maybe he's answering another way. Yeah, that, that's quite the new system of mounting from Polarside. So, uh, for example, I, at the moment I have two pair of skates. I have uh, one pair of skates that I use with Trinity and I have one pair of skates that I use with 195. So actually both mounting systems are, are quite good. Uh, they have some advantage and disadvantage. For example, with 195, you have little more possibilities for side setting and uh, that uh, compared to the Trinity. But the Trinity, uh, the good point is, is from the front part, it's getting like it's wider. So you get really much more effective push. So you see a lot of sprinters, they are using this at the moment, like Valentin Thibault is using this. Uh, Estrada was using this also uh, the last few years. So it's quite a good advantage. Uh, the cool point about this also, 
is uh, I think for me it goes also in different segments and not only into racing. If you look at the fitness skates, urban skates, it gives some nice support on the side and especially with shoes where you have a plastic shell, uh, it's giving a very nice support uh, for this. So it helps also uh, to be a little bit lower, but uh, so we, we can promote it uh, this way, but it's not the only or main advantage. So after it's a question of choice also. Uh, some people will like it, some people will not like it. It's the same way with 165 or 195. So it's just different possibilities. Uh, for me, I like it actually in the corner. It's quite good. And, um, I, and I like the feeling of the, the front part of the push. I like to push a lot with my heel, but when it's the end of the push, I, I have a little more, little more pressure uh, with the Trinity at the moment. Okay. But why do you have 195 and 120? Uh, it's because uh, I'm lazy to change my setup when I go from one race <laughs> to another. So, and I'm a little bit in a luxus uh, position. So let, I have my, my setup for track with 4 time 110 actually at the moment. I'm using one, my 195 and I use my Trinity for marathon at the moment. So if I had okay. to go to a race, I took my two pair of skate and uh, then uh, I don't have to change my frame. I just go from one to another. Okay, I don't know if it's the, if you feel the same. Uh, I never skated with the Trinity speed skating frame or with the speed skate Trinity system, but I always felt that the Trinity would also somehow, for the vibration, would spread it through my foot differently. Yeah. So I would believe that for long distance skating, such as a marathon, would give you a more comfortable ride on a skate that is usually not comfortable let's be honest here speed skate is not made to be comfortable it's made for high performance so yeah yeah it's, <laughs> that's true it's a little more comfortable uh but let's say here we are mainly a racing specialist and i'm not sure we they have like ideas of what is more comfortable skate and i don't know how often uh, maybe gwendal or nolan skate on a pure urban skate like next and so on but um, yeah, so the comfort feeling is uh, different between speed skater and other segment of skating. And uh, for me also, the, the carbon feeling with a strong 7000 aluminum frame is still super comfortable. And uh, also at the moment, most of the wheels with the big wheels under 25 millimeters, it, it brings really a lot of comfort into skating. Awesome. We have a question here also for Gwendol again. Um, Gwendal, in 300, uh, question for Gwendal, in 300 meters race, would you like to sprint from the beginning, 300 meters? Or wait for your preferable distance to sprint and tell us which this is? I don't know if he's talking about the 300 meters. Which lap would you prefer? I think it's not the 300 meters that he's talking about because 300 meters would be a full on race, but. Maybe means the last, tr last 300 meters, maybe. Okay, okay. So in the fat, like imagine, maybe let's put it on the 500 meters. Let's put it as 300 meters is not a, a thing anymore. <laughs> what about the 500 meters? Is it spring yeah. from the beginning or is there a part of the, the, the race that you meters. try to go fast? Yeah. I'm not sure if I understand uh, the question, but for 500 meters, it's. Uh, I'm not sure if I understand the, the question, but for 500 meters, uh, yeah, for sure, uh, you have to start from uh, from the beginning, uh, full. Uh, there is no way to to wait. But uh, 
I have a problem with uh, my start. My start is really, really slow compared to some uh, really strong athletes like uh, Estrada or, or yeah, a lot of them. And uh, so, yeah, if I if I could, I would start from the beginning, uh, straight in the front, and then uh, and then keep keep fast, keep going, and turn left and see what happens at the end. But yeah, my problem is my start. So I start from uh, most of the time from the last, and I have to I have to pass. And uh, yeah, that's the way I race. So if I could, for sure, I would start from the from the front and uh, go hard from the beginning. But it never happens like this with me. So. We have a question here from Adriano, but before answering this question, I'm going to need to, to make you another one, which is to Gwendol again. So from what you said here during this conversation that we've been having over the last hour already, you actually said that you're lazy <laughs> and that's why you like to do short distance. And then you said you like to start from the back because you have more motivation to, to go through people and to actually get there. <laughs> And now you also told me that you have a bad start. So are you happy with the end of the 300 meters or you actually used to love the 300 meters too? No, yeah. First, first, first I have to say that I, I start to do sprints because I was lazy. Now I'm not lazy anymore. <laughs> I train more, probably more than a lot of long, uh, long distance skaters. That, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's crazy, no, no. I could not say I'm lazy anymore, but yeah, I start sprint because maybe when I was young, I was lazy and I didn't want to do two or three hours on the bike. That was not uh, that was not fun for me. And uh, yeah, I have some yes, yeah, some bad side for sure. All skaters have, have uh, some uh, some bad side, and uh, mine it's it's the start and it's not a secret. Huh? Everybody know it. I try to to work on it. That's not uh, that's not uh, that's not easy, but. Uh, step by step and uh, I try to to work on it <laughs> awesome and now let's go here to Adrian making as he has a question for for Pascal uh, I would like to know what's the outside view from a former pro athlete about the evolution of speed skating in Portugal and I'm going to to add a country here not just in Portugal but worldwide from a uh, from a former pro athlete, which is still related to skating so much like you are. Yeah, first, so let's talk about Portugal first. Uh, it's a con country uh, I love to see uh, how they progress uh, in the last 25 years. I think Alipio is doing an amazing uh, work with the skater. I can see how we bring more motivation and the results are, are better and better. So I would not be surprised if uh, you get even better results in the next few years. I think it's a country that is working really good. You have more and more uh, quality track, especially in Madeira. Uh, you have good coaching. You are very active, uh, not only into the um, in, in all the segment of, of uh, training. I mean, you are looking for new information. You make training camps in Portugal. Uh, so yeah, there is a good uh, work to make uh, this country really good in skating, and it's already on the way. I'm sure in the future, it, it will be. Uh, a, a, a country that we will be uh, more and more jealous for sure so congratulations for already the work and keep going like this because uh, i think already in france we see that uh, we spoke a lot with vincent about this we see that this country is getting stronger and stronger so you will surprise the world quite soon if you talk about the global gener uh, 
situation in the world. Yeah, every year the level is going, I think, higher and higher. It's uh, to to win the race, you need to fix every details. You see, like how the sprinter they look like. If you look at Gwendal, they need a lot of power, but they also need to be super careful with the food that they are lighter and more powerful than before. So everybody's pushing the sport to uh, to a higher level and you have to go faster and faster if you look the long distance guy also it's like crazy the level so every time you get a medal or even a, i think a top five or top ten at the world championship it's already scattered that train seven to ten times a week minimum so so it's getting really hard to to get there but it's also a, a, an exciting uh, uh, road to reach this level of performance Awesome, thank you. Now I have a question here that it's not there yet. It's, it's no one made it, but I have a question here for Vincent, which is after what happened last weekend with Felix, and it's nothing to do with with any of the French skaters, but as someone that does sports and performance analysis, if you could make like a quick analysis to to Felix one hour world record. What would that be if you had like one one minute to make a quick analysis? Um, it's uh, it's not very simple. I uh, uh, I talk about that with uh, Nolan by uh, phone uh, on uh, on Friday uh, and uh, um, and I think it's. Uh, If uh, if another if uh, another skaters can do can do the hour record, we can have uh, we can we can have more comparison. More, uh, Point of comparison. Indication. Yes, yes. Because uh, I think it was uh, it was uh, it was uh, amazing, but. Uh, Bart, uh, Bart Swing uh, maybe can uh, can beat the the record. I don't know. Uh, Ewen Fernandez maybe can beat the record. I don't know. Uh, maybe Felix is uh, is the best uh, is the best uh, skater for do this uh, effort. I don't know because um, it's uh, it's the first time uh, we can. We can see uh, this uh, event. Uh, I think it was uh, it was an amazing event, uh, and the Felix uh, performance is very strong. Um, Pascal uh, Pascal said uh, that uh, Felix changes uh, technique at the at the end of the hour. Uh, I saw that too. That he. Uh, he do uh, he do uh, a stop uh, longer um, just uh, before before the before the turn before the before the curve to uh, to uh, to have more uh, intensity in uh, in his uh, cross and uh, and we can see that the that the lap time uh, was uh, better. Yes, so uh, I think that, and uh, and uh, I am very, very uh, impressed by this uh, performance. But but 
we must have um, we must have more more uh, elements to compare to to know uh, to know if uh, Felix uh, performance is uh, is uh, very strong uh, well we we don't know I think yeah I understand what you mean we we really need more people to do it to have more data now the question that I'm going to do to do to Nolan is Nolan, would you be one of those that would be part of this data? Could you see yourself trying to do something like this? Mm, no, not for me. I need uh, I need to have fun with people. I train all the year alone. Uh, I don't want to race alone. Uh, I think it's not my kind of my kind of thing. But maybe when I be more more uh, more with more age, more old. But. I think it's not for me because it's track race is a it's track races. I'm not I'm not the best on the track, and maybe that's why uh, the the record can 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 be break far by other people because the league is very strong. But I think he's not the best uh, skater on, uh, on track, and maybe uh, for sure it will be it will be beating for other people who is trying for from the people who is better on the track. But for me, I think it's not good because it's a track, and uh, and I think the, the one of the problem is you have to go on the fastest track in the world, and it's his gas again. And for me, I don't like gas again. I don't skate on it like uh, from maybe four or five years because uh, for me, it's a boring track, fast, and no passing, nothing to do, and to be alone on that, not for me. Okay, good. <laughs> now we have, we also have a question here from Pragati Vatkar. Um, how do you keep yourself after you defeated over and over, even if you gave 100% or tried hard? I guess that can go to each one of you guys. You guys have all been athletes and I can start maybe with Pascal. How do you deal with not winning sometimes after training all year and then the results don't show? Yeah, it's, for me, it's quite easy. Uh, the, the first things we see from the champion like Nolan, Gwendal, or, or the champions like this, or me in the past, we, first we see that people will win. But let's say I win eight titles at World Championship, but to be able to win this eight title, I lose maybe 300 races before. So you have to accept this, uh, this moment where you get defeated, where you lose, and not taking this like bad, it's a good opportunity to learn something, to, to find what you did wrong. And this is, for example, what Vincent is always doing with his athlete, is just checking what went wrong, what we can do better. What Also from the good moment, I mean, when you win, you also try to find out why you win uh, and find all these good moments or good action that you choose. And so being defeated is part of the process. You know, when you start racing, you know you're not going to win every race in the year you're not gonna otherwise that would be a bit too easy but or maybe some skater like who are much more talented like maybe uh, Montia or Shad they were more in this feeling but I think for let's say 99% of the skater you, you know you're not gonna win everything so it's part yeah. of the process you just have to accept it and uh, and also enjoy the moment when you win because it's it's much more less often that you win that when you lose yeah, I, I guess everyone will understand that because yeah. there's no one that will win since day one, usually. Yeah. 
unless you're the first one doing the sport but yeah, yeah. it's been a and while <laughs> if i can add a little something it's a little bit linked to another question we had before about the the psychology uh before like about the pressure for me uh mm -hmm. I, i had no pressure about uh when i would be world champion or things like this because uh this this was my goal but i didn't care if i would have won um at one moment or another i was in the process that i wanted to reach this goal and i would always give my best to get it but i was uh, patient enough to be able to wait and uh, I, i didn't add pressure I say if i don't win today then i have another race the day after and then another day the another day after and if it, i didn't win one year i know i would have more opportunity the year after and so on so it was more about the process and what you have to do to get to your goal that uh putting pressure and and feeling this pressure at the start awesome we we seem <laughs> thank you thank you pascal we seem to have people from colombia watching this so the bolivars the bolivar skate league in cartagena colombia sends a big hug to all the the participants and to all the beautiful people of portugal <laughs> muito obrigado that's how we would say i think the french would say merci right merci gracias <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, we have a couple more questions here and we are already going for one hour and 22. So I guess this is going to be our last question. And hey, Gwendol, the video you posted two months before, it was it was best motivational video ever seen. <clears throat> How did you get inspired to make that video? Uh, it was just because it was the, the quarantine, the lockdown uh, moment. Uh, uh, also, I was, uh, yeah, know what to do. Uh, I, uh, twice a day, but I had nothing to do else. So, yeah, I wanted to say, okay, let's do something, inspire some people. And then I, I tried to make a video and uh, I really enjoyed to, to, to to make the this uh, this uh, motivation uh, video yeah i got a lot of feedback a lot yeah happy <laughs> awesome so now i guess we're coming to an end so i'm going to ask if any of you got if what are your last words but before that i want to ask each one of you where do you guys see skating in five years from now and i'm going to start with vonsan where do you see skating five years from now and your last words please uh can you repeat the question please ricardo i'm sorry sorry <laughs> no problem i was asking like where do you see skating in five in light speed skating in five years from now i don't understand the question like in five years in five years yeah, what yes. do you think it's going to be different in speed skating is everything is going to be the same something is going to be different in 2025 I, I i i um we 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 talk about that uh in the show i think uh if you have a, a parabolic track uh for the world uh, championship uh it was uh, it was uh, it was uh, amazing for our sport because we need we need spectacle we need we need spectacle so i hope i hope that uh, 
that the track uh, that uh, parabolic track was uh, um, will be will be the will be uh, will be the track of the future and uh, and i think uh, if you if if we want to grow up to to be seen by the media we need a spectacle and spectacular race so we need par uh, parabolic track so um, maybe uh, it's uh, the future and i hope is it okay <laughs> and do you have any last words for us <laughs> uh thanks thanks for the invitation uh sorry for the for my poor english and for the and for the stress see <laughs> no it's we're all here it's the whole idea is, here is to speak about skating and that's it's we don't always speak english like my english is not the best either but we're all talking about an universal language which is the passion for skating and that's all it that matters yes i know but my uh accent is uh is a river so, <laughs> so no 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 it's good that <laughs> no uh, one word uh one word uh stay safe stay safe uh stay strong and go go skate we love to skate so go skate and i hope uh i hope we have a we have a competition to for our sports uh in uh in a few weeks to because because we need we need that and uh and go work and uh, go skate awesome <laughs> thank you thank you Ansan. we're gonna still keep going and we have we go back to Gwendal Gwendal I guess uh, the question that we had before was about the 500 meters and not the 300 meters how do you like when do you like to to push the artist and all that stuff the question that we had before remember that we didn't understood it was about the 500 meters <laughs> and then after that question I'm going to ask you where do you see skating yeah, yeah, five but... years from now yeah, I the answer. The answer. The answer is still uh, is still the same for the 500 meters. I answer that. Uh, yeah, for 500 meters a day, the best uh, the best you can do is to start first and then to keep going and turn left. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the best position. But, uh, yeah, my problem is I have uh, I have problem with uh, with my start, so I try to do my best. But yeah, the best position for sure. And uh, if I have to choose right now, it's to start first and then to go to go hard and turn left and uh, finish the finish first but yeah it's not, uh, yeah don't let anyone pass you go first and don't let anyone pass you the... no yeah yeah right exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and after about the where i see the inline skate uh, in five years let's say like this i think we did a mistake uh, the last years the last uh, 10 years about the yeah the, the classic the banging uh, track and if we don't change this uh, as soon as we can, I think that's not going to be good with, uh, with our sports. First, because how said uh, Vincent, we need show. That's uh, now, now we need show. That's, that's how it works. If we don't have show, the, yeah, the sport is going to die for sure. And I think we also need like, uh, that's really important. That's my point of view. 
I know a lot of people are not agree with that, but we need regulation on the brands. Uh, I we need like because every kit start and the material is so expensive wheels cost too much money and that's not possible we, we we should not continue like that that's that's the we did a mistake last year and that's not the problem we have but we have to take responsibility now and make the change for the future because if a, if a, if wheels uh, a set of wheels could cost you 200 euros how how parents can continue like that it's impossible so that's where i see the sport if it is that if we continue like that in the five ten years the sport is going to die that's for sure that's that's my point of view that's 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 what i think but we can't change the thing we can't change the type to make the the sport more spectacular and we have to to make the world cup have to make a regulation for about the wheels, about the, the material, to make it less expensive for the for the family, for the young kids, and make it like uh, accessible. You know what I mean? You for mean? Example, let me make a question. Sorry, tennis. let me interrupt you there. You know? Let you me go, interrupt you. you. Let racket. me. Sorry, yeah. I, I understand. I don't want to to stop your thinking. But the question here is, what type of regulation would you see that could work? Would it be for the pricing of the wheels or for the maximum amount of new wheel sets that a skater could use per championship? No, I think the wheels get should work on the prices, you know? Uh, that's the most important. Parents can't buy like 10 set of wheels, 200 euros. No, that's not possible. You know how it works, and it, we should go less faster. You know, it's exactly the same on the swimming pool. You know, at Olympics, some people, some uh, swimmer were using a special, uh, special uh, swimwear, and then they were breaking all the all the records. And we should go less faster, and the wheels would cost less money, and that will be better for every people for every people that's for sure that's cool it's 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 a way of thinking that i never thought but i'm going to use that and i'm obviously going to go to pascal right now because we're talking about someone that is actually trying to work on the performance nowadays of the gear to get better and better and better and as we all know new gear costs money to develop so pascal how do you see this change happening or where do you see skating in five years from now yeah, skating in five years like in my dreams and in reality maybe it will be different but yeah, in my dreams uh, of course i wish we would have more parabolic of course i wish also like Gwendal that the material costs a little bit less and uh, there are some solutions like this uh, it's not about only about going as fast as we can or uh, it's going about as fast as we can but the material is important. Uh, the best skate I ever, my favorite skate was actually a four time 100 millimeters and with a simple density wheels. So yeah, if we want to go to cheaper material, like Gwendal said, it's an idea I already share uh, to many people and I'm agree on this. Uh, if we could make cheaper wheels, we would have to go on a, maybe one density wheels or maybe on a smaller wheels to a championship. And uh, in my days, one set of wheels uh, was about 100 euro. Now it's about 160 to 200 euro, so it's a big difference. And uh, when I was racing 20 years ago on my 100 millimeters with a simple density uh, matter wheels, 
nobody was telling me I was slow. And I, everybody was already impressed by the speed. And uh, going faster and faster on the track doesn't make especially our sport more impressive. Because now we are almost making a... We could get a ticket for going too fast by the police. <laughs> and uh, by this, we have, we have no, more, no more passing because we just go too fast. So we go too fast and then the, the, the track looks too small. So one of the solutions would be to make uh, the skater maybe a little bit slower. And so the track would become more attractive also in one way. And like Gwendal say, and uh, we already speak about this, uh, the Swimming Federation uh, had the courage to uh, use, to go back to a, a more sexy <laughs> swimming uh, scenes and the, the fish uh, suit. The, the, the Formula One is limiting the speed since many years. They could go much faster than what they do to get security, to get under control, to keep a little bit the budget. Uh, they do this, so I, I'm for sure I would also like to see some uh, track racing a little bit more accessible for the people. So More regulated. The more thing regulated. is for you. And, and for also, you for the, also for the industry, it's a nightmare because when there is so poor regulation for the skate, the industry have to create thousands of molds for different uh, size of skate and so on, from the kids to the senior, to the master and so on. So. If it was more regulated, it would be more simple to create mold for uh, producing skates and it would be more accessible for everybody. And it's, a, it's an amazing sport. It's super spectacular. And uh, so that's one point. Uh, so I I'm really agree with Vincent and with Gwendal on this. Uh, if I had to add something from my personal opinion also, is like we need people to use the social media, to use YouTube, and I see more and more skaters doing this. It's the best way to promote our sport. I think it's the future. Waiting for TV to show our sport is one point, but uh, what you do with Out of the Box and uh, what Joey Monte is doing with his channel or Felix Reiner, yeah, I think it's important also to do it. We are free tools to promote our sport. We need to learn the skater how to use it now. Awesome. You, what you said here is actually very important because what happens is when we let the TV promote our sport, we don't have control on it. And the only way for us to grow the way we want is by us controlling our image from the beginning. And I'm pretty sure you know it and working with a brand and working with your own YouTube channel, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Nowadays, you don't need anyone to promote you the way you want because you can do it yourself. And this is very important. And obviously, it's the only reason why I'm doing this right now. Yeah. I've been connected to speed skating for way too long. And the only reason why I was invited to do this is because of what I've been doing also with my YouTube channel. And this can happen with everyone. And it can also be a way for people to be related to the sport for the longest period of time. Now. For you too, I, I believe that it's going to, it would be very, very hard as someone who worked for the brand tried to develop new products. Until there is some regulations, you could never come to your boss and say, okay, now we're going to make a slow wheel. <laughs> it would be, I can only imagine, it would be impossible because as a brand, no. like now we're going to make a, sl a slow wheel. No, I have no it problem. Would be hard. It's not going to be a slowing. The wheels it's gonna be the fastest wheels possible with the regulation that everybody i has. know i know no so, i know but no what i'm trying to it. say is that yeah. without the regulations yeah, exactly. it wouldn't make sense yeah, to yeah, go ah, back yeah exactly without regulation we have no chance for sure yeah nolan where are we going to be with speed skating in five years from now 
Yeah, for me, uh, yeah, I'm agree with the guys with uh, about the track. But uh, for me, the the future of inline skating is the marathon and the and the laser skating uh, because uh, it's like in running. It's not uh, all the all the star who's making the the job. Uh, it's the people who's uh, buying a lot of uh, shoes behind or the the people who's just running on Sunday. For me, we have to. To go pick up all that people and make it to the skates. Not only, not only speed, but all the skate that that we have in, the, in all our federation. And for me, the, the best way for it is to go in the city with Martin, with a lot of uh, uh, classes in the in a, in the city, in central city, like a big event we've done in all in all the city, uh, all around the world. I think it's it can be good. In France now we have selling a lot of uh, skates uh, because all the people uh, don't want uh, don't want uh, take the uh, a lot of people don't want take more the, the, the metro and the bus uh, because of the, the covid and they are looking for skates and i hope in five years we're surfing on this wave to uh, to develop our skates and to to have more people who are skating who practicing the, the skating and not maybe doing light speed skating, but yeah, sometimes I don't understand why people don't don't know inline speed skating because in old sport we do races. Uh, on old sport we try to be as as fast as we can, and not in light skating, even if all of lot of people skating in in the city. But I hope they will uh, it will change. But for me it will change maybe more than the marathon when we go race uh, and show uh, the inline speed skating in the, the people in the city. What you said here is actually very important. I had this conversation with someone a couple of weeks ago that when I first started speed skating, I live in a small town called Sinj in Portugal and we, we still have a track which is right now in really bad condition. But when I first started, we didn't have a track, but there was a lot more races in the city and the races weren't just for speed skaters. They used to, they used to make, and I guess that was happening everywhere all over Europe in the early 80s, which they would make races in the middle of, of the, every town would have like a speed skating race every now and then and everyone could compete. So that would show showcase the sport, which is what you're saying with marathons. But it wouldn't need to be a marathon, it was just kids being able to compete. At the same time, what you also said here that it's actually very important is there's a lot of people using skates nowadays and Pascal knows it as much as I do, probably even more working with the brand that it works, which is with the whole virus situation, in some countries, the sales went up 600%. Like you said, they might not be speed skates at the moment, but as long as we're growing this base, and that's what I do, that's what Pascal do, that's what Vincent do, with our channel, some of us might be more specific with a certain type of skating, but a certain discipline of skating, but in the end, we're growing skating. And the more skaters we have in this base, the more we're gonna have to pick one day for speed skating, for okay, for this, for that. So I really see the future being great with us being more active all of us i i don't i'm not part of the the french team or anything like that but i'm a skater and as many skaters we have out there that are active the better it is going to be for our sport so i want to say thank you to all of you guys for spending this time with us i'm yeah. pretty sure that you guys are pretty active with your training and all that stuff so thank you very very much for spending the time to listen to to, to have this conversation with us to everyone at home 
who was with us over these last one hour and 40 minutes. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed. We've been doing one of these every 15 days, not really always on Sundays. We usually do it on Saturdays, but we do it every second weekend. And it's been great. We already did a couple teams. Now we were today we were with the French, with some of the French team. It's not the French team because you guys have a huge team. And this is only season one. So if you enjoyed, do not forget to subscribe. Drop us a comment. I'm pretty sure the skaters that the skaters and the coaches that were here today with us, they're all skaters anyway. They will be reading the comments and they might be answering your your comments and also do not forget to follow them on the social media you have target from Vansan. he does analysis from all the from a lot of the the races that he competes and all uh, that he sees the skaters compete and the french team and probably even other skaters or if you're looking for a service for someone to evaluate what you do and make an analysis you can use his services your follow works for a brand that is one of the top skating brands top speed skating and not just speed skating and doing his, his youtube channel which is super successful and we have noland and gwendol which are still on top performance in their skating and also some of them active on social media so thank you guys very very much thank you everyone who watched us at home and see you soon <laughs> Obrigado. Bye bye. Obrigado. Good night. <laughs>